0: Here we have the authorized description of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Krishna is described as not requiring any support. Perhaps the only personality in existence that this can be said of is Krishna, because even the different incarnations of the Lord are coming as a result of him. Ramadi Krishna salam govindamadi purusham Even the other incarnations are expansions of Govinda or Krishna. What to speak of all the different created living entities? Everyone depends upon Krishna. As it is said in the Bhagavad Gita, Everything is resting on Krishna like pearls are strung on a thread. But Krishna is the supreme independent personality of Godhead, and he exists uh, without the need of any support. Still, we find him taking the support uh, of his devotees. Just like Krishna shows that when there is no Brahma present, In this universe, he can expand himself as Brahma. But still, he engages some living entity in that particular mode, in the platform of being or fulfilling the functions of Brahma. Similarly, the Lord expands himself in the form of the different Vishnu incarnations for the purposes of creation of these different universes. And he expands himself as Niguna avatars for the purposes of maintenance and also destruction. So the Lord is expanding himself in so many different ways. He expands himself even within the atom so that he can maintain the entire creation. But still, the Lord takes the help of his devotees. So, uh, this is a very wonderful feature of Krishna because Krishna is not Krishna without Radha. We never say, Krishna, we say, Radha Krishna, Hari Krishna. Krishna is not complete without his energies and without his pleasure potency. So, in order to understand God, we have to understand God's energy. In order to understand how the Supreme Lord is working, we have to learn what is that connection between the Supreme Lord's energy and the energetic energy. Krishna. The real connection is the connection of love, or what is known as bhakti. Bhakti is that principle which connects the Supreme Lord with the living entities. Otherwise, uh, the living entities, who become disconnected, they lose this idea of bhakti. Then the living entities are allowed to mix up with the other External energy of the Lord known as Maya. But actually, every living entity is meant to directly link up with the supreme energetic Krishna. So, this process uh, of bhakti or Krishna consciousness is the method by which the living entity experiences his connection with Krishna. Krishna doesn't require any support but still he wants us. This is a question of love. Just like uh, the spiritual master can do everything uh, on his own, he's fully empowered to do everything on his own, but still he wants his disciples' assistance. Prabhupada will always give us credit that so many young boys and girls like you have joined and therefore this movement is becoming successful. But actually we could always understand That it wasn't because so many of us young boys and girls joined it was because of Prabhupada's mercy so the spiritual master connects with his disciple as an act of love to benedict his disciple the disciple should never think that the spiritual master is depending on me or needs me that is his mercy that he engages his disciple just like we should never go before the lord and think that we are so important that without us Krishna cannot fulfill his mission. That is the mercy of Sri Chaitana Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitana Mahaprabhu can distribute unlimited quantities of love of God. But he wants us to be engaged in the Sankirtan movement and assist him. This is his mercy. And in that assistance we get to taste the nectar of the Holy Name. So we get to bathe in the nectar of the Holy Name. So, um, real support, Krishna doesn't require support, but we require support. Unfortunately, we're always taking the support of the wrong objects. Just like someone leans on a particular object and it collapses underneath him. This has been going on for millions of lifetimes of ours. We've been leaning on so many different objects or persons, or institutions and they've always collapsed from underneath us. This is because this material world is trans, it's constantly uh, uh, changing. It's in a state of constant change. Therefore, where is that object that you can depend upon? Where is that relationship that you can depend upon? Everyone is uh, always trying to depend on his body, but his body is changing from one lifetime to another. So this type of dependence is the wrong dependence because we have placed our uh, um, our trust, our faith. We have reposed it in the wrong object. So Krishna consciousness means to understand Krishna as the true object on which to bank one's entire faith, the true object from which to take full support and shelter. This is Govinda. So we have to find out. What qualifies Krishna for being different from all of the other objects within this material world? So for that, we have to take the help of Guru, uh, one who has understood Krishna in full, tadhiri Hari we have to take his help by serving. This is not a, This is not a one-way relationship. That I simply take the help of Guru, but I have to gain the mercy of the spiritual master through my uh, willingness to serve him. So, by his grace, Yasya Prashada Bhagavat Prashada Ho, Yasya Prashada Na Katiya the spiritual master can bless that whatever instructions you have heard, now they shall become realized. That happens by the grace of the spiritual master. The instructions are there. You can meet so many persons in India, they can repeat unlimited numbers of instructions, but they haven't realized them. Why they haven't realized them, and far less qualified persons have realized them. Because if someone gets the quali- qualification, of the mercy of the Guru, genuine Guru, that is the real, uh, that really gives them the ability to make the instructions realized teśam satate yuptanam bhajatam pṛtti-pūrvakaṁ the dhāmi-bhūdhi-yogam-taṁ yhena-mamu-payantite payantite through the spiritual master, imparts into the heart the full meaning uh, of uh, all of the Vedic literatures. yasya-devi-paravhaktiya devi Tataguru guru tasyaiti katita prakashanti mahatmana I remember that Pārampada quoted this verse when I wrote a nonsense letter Inquiring about his past life, so he could understand that this rascal is faithless to ask such a question. So he began the letter. I wrote this letter, and then I get the answer. My dear Tamal Krishna, please accept my blessings. Yasya Devi Parabhakti, Yatha Devi Immediately smashed. You must keep equal faith in Krishna and the spiritual master, otherwise, you will lose any understanding that you have gained so far we can see that anybody who has fallen down because they doubted the spiritual master's words or they doubted the words of Krishna the uh, moon is further away from the sun and he fell down the fell down so many people fell down because they doubted what is your ability to understand you need support in every direction and yet you think that you can understand the nature of the unsupported independent supreme personality of Godhead Therefore we require Guru's help. But Krishna is described as not having any material body. So, this is often misunderstood by the mayavadis, because in the Vedas it is described, he has no arms, he has no legs, or then it says he runs faster, he grabs more. But it's very difficult for the impersonals to understand that when it says that he has no, it means he has no material form. But Krishna has a very real form. ajopi-shanabhiyatma bhutanam nishvaropi-sham Krishna, when he comes into this world, as we see him standing before us, he comes in his original transcendental form. One should never doubt that the form of the Lord is real, eternal, unborn, ajya, Krishna is known as ajya, uh, he is uh, unlimited. His forms can become unlimited. And in no way are they material whatsoever. Uh, Ishvara Paramakrishna, such ananda vigraha Krishna has an eternal body full of knowledge and full of bliss. The rascals will never understand, the materialists will never understand the form of the Lord because they compare, they try to compare God's body with our own body. Just like when you preach to a new man, you see, and you start to speak about the form of God, they cannot understand, because they're immediately thinking of their own form. So we have to give up this rotten conception that this form is important, that when I speak of form, when I speak of personal, I mean this type of false ego, this type of temporary form. We have to learn a new sense object here. This is spiritual personality, Krishna. That requires Shavanam Kirtan unless one lends himself to proper submissive oral reception, he won't gain the new understanding of body the form. He'll still concentrate on these temporary forms. If one hears of the beauty of Krishna, and if one sees the beauty of Krishna, and if one uh, relishes in all ways the beauty of Krishna, how he will become attractive. As Rukmini said, I am simply surprised how all of these women are being attracted by these men with mustaches and their bodies of stool and mucus. Because they're not lending themselves to proper oral reception. If one hears the glories of Krishna, surely he'll become attractive. Krishna means all-attractive. So the form of the Lord is all-attractive if we allow ourselves to perceive it. We pray to see the form of the Lord by the grace of Radharani. Therefore, in Vrindavan, all the devotees are chanting Jai Radhe, because it is by Radharani's mercy that Govinda will be attained. And it is by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that we get the mercy of Sri Sri Radha and Govinda, and by the grace of the six Goswamis, that we can understand the import of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings, and by the grace of the Guru Parampara and the grace of our spiritual master, that we can understand what these teachings actually mean. So the devotee is not puffed up, that I shall immediately try to conceive of God on my own account. He takes the help of Guru Parampara, and he hears very nicely, and he chants very nicely, and his heart becomes purified and cleansed. So the, they are praying that we do, you do not need any cooperation from us, since you are the cause of the cosmic manifestations, and you supply its material ingredients without being transformed. Well, so Krishna is the cause of the cosmic manifestation. Sarva Karana Karanam. Ham mat sarvam If we try to understand the cause of anything in this world, ultimately, if we trace to the original cause, this is real science, to search out the original truth, the origin of everything. Anadiyaradiyagolinda. Sarva Karana Karanam. Then we come up with Krishna. And there's no cause of him. This is God. When you come to that person who has no cause, who is himself the origin of all other causes, that is God of Krishna. From him the entire material and spiritual worlds are emanating. Everything is coming as a result of Krishna. But Krishna is the creator of this world, but he does it in a special way. This is another inconceivable attribute of the Supreme Lord. That Krishna can expand himself in unlimited times for unlimited purposes. Just like a yogi, he can only expand himself up to eight times. And those expansions are not of the same nature as Krishna's expansions. Krishna can expand himself unlimitedly. Just like when Narad Muni went to the spiritual world to see, he went to Dwarka. He visited into each house, and in each house there was Krishna performing a different pastime with his wives, with his children, with his subjects, with his friends, all at the same time. Advaitam, achutam, anadi, anantarulam. Krishna has unlimited forms, and each one of them is fully powerful of his own right. So when Krishna has to create this material world, he doesn't have to say goodbye. Tuyasoda, Ananda and Radharani, he stays there and he simply expands. This is his, he expands. Because it's mentioned, here it is stated, paratya padam ekam nagajati. Krishna never goes even a step from Vrindavan. He cannot leave Vrindavan. You may say, why can't Krishna leave Vrindavan? That is the power of bhakti. You have something, you have the ability to have something that is so powerful that it can stop Krishna. Krishna can stop everyone, but you can stop Krishna by the power of your love. That is the, be- that is the strength, the wonder of the residents of Vrindavan. They're so powerful, they're more powerful than Krishna. And Krishna appreciates to hear the glorious son of these devotees. How great is their love for him, that Mother Yasoda can catch Krishna. Although he cannot be attained, the tip of his lotus feet are hardly attainable by the yogis or the gyanis, and Mother Soda is tying him up. And that is the power of Krishna and his devotees. Krishna gives that bhakti. Still, actually, it's due to Krishna because he gives the bhakti. He's the recipient of bhakti. He's the enthuser of bhakti. So when Krishna wants to expand this material world, he doesn't bother to leave Vrindavan. He simply expands himself. But these expansions are fully powerful, the supreme personality of God heads. And then he begins to expand into the form also of after Garbadakshai Vishnu from his neighbour comes Brahma. And then Brahma begins to create. He takes all the different material component parts and puts them into this way, and this way, and this is created, and that is created. And then Govinda Krishna enters into every single atom. Everything. So small that he can go even within the atom. So, the impressions again, they cannot understand. How is it possible that someone can create and still remain? aloof and independent, just like we remember seeing one movie that this one, it was a Federico Fellini movie. This is before Krishna consciousness. (laughs) (laughs) B.C. Before consciousness. This is an unconscious condition. (laughs) And in this movie, this one man, was creating so many progeny. And every time he created, he became diminished. Every time he had children, he became less. So this is the nature of the material world. We do not find, really, that someone can maintain his power and still go and create it. He always becomes less and less and less and less. But spirituals aren't like that. Just like the materialist conception of spiritual life is, that one big, just like Ram Krishna is supposed to have giving, all of his energy to Vivekananda, and then he became depleted. This is material conception. Because the Guru, he gains more and more blessings of Krishna the more he gives mercy to his disciples. The devotee, the more he distributes love of God, the more he experiences love of God. And Krishna doesn't become diminished in any way whatsoever, no matter how much he creates. The example is given just like a big businessman, by his energies he can create such a big business, but he doesn't become diminished. The spider spins a web from the saliva produced, but he doesn't become diminished. And then he walks on that web. And then afterwards, if he wants, he can bring a web back within his mouth. This is a very nice example given by Nshastra of the spider who spins his web from his saliva. Then he walks upon the web and then afterwards he again takes the web within himself. So this gives us the idea of God, that from his energies, he has unlimited energies and he spins this out, this entire universal systems and then he comes within his own creation and he walks upon it and then later they all come within him again. But God never becomes diminished. He always remains the full, complete, independent, supreme, Om Purnam Vodaha He is always Purnam, complete and perfect. <clears throat> you create, maintain, and annihilate this cosmic manifestation by yourself. And nevertheless, although you appear engaged in material activity, you are transcendental to all material qualities. This is mm-hmm. another bewildering factor for the materialists. How is it possible that the expansions of the Lord are engaged in so many activities and yet they're always remaining transcendental just like the Mayavadis when they see Mother Yasoda crying they say oh tears oh material Prabhupada was explaining this to Sri Damodar in the garden that when the Mayavadis see that Yasoda is crying they say oh material emotions again when the uh, materialists see the spiritual master entering into the bank, they say, Oh, a materialist, he's attached to worldly affairs, he's managing. But this is not a fact. Because a devotee is transcendental to these uh, different activities. He's not affected by the effects of these gunas. Uh, Krishna is beyond the effects of the material modes of nature, and one who surrenders unto him, he easily crosses over these effects also. So, when Vishnu is performing so many activities of maintenance, uh, this is not to be understood as mundane activity. This is, again, part of the work of God, that the living entities want to forget Krishna, so Krishna creates a place for them, where they can not only forget, but they can also remember. Sahaja says, This is all Krishna's mercy that he causes you to feel. Oh, you want to forget? All right, I cause you to forget. And when you get tired of forgetting and you've pained too much, now I'll help you to remember and give you knowledge and intelligence by which to come back to me. So Krishna creates this whole material world, not as a punishment really, but as an act of mercy. He's most compassionate. He creates this world so that we have a place to go because we can't. We've broken the rules of Vaikuntha. We've become uh, envious, therefore there's no more place there. Still the father is so kind that he creates a place for the son to go to, even though he's so much misusing his minute degree of independence. So, this is the mercy of God. Don't think that Krishna is engaged or Vishnu is engaged in mundane activities. Every one of his activities is meant for the benediction of all living entities. Similarly the spiritual master, similarly the pure devotees of the Lord, they're always engaged in the work of the Lord. Everything they do, it may appear to be material, but it's not material at all. Because they see everything. They don't see with the vision of this is material, that is material. They see everything in relationship to Krishna. This is real knowledge, real intelligence. How to learn to connect everything in the service of God. So Krishna is transcendental to all material modes. And why is he transcendental to all material qualities? because he doesn't desire sense gratification. What is the definition of transcendence? Transcendence means to transcend the desire for sense gratification. Everyone in this material world is desiring some degree of sense gratification. But you can't satisfy these senses. They're insatiable. You can never eat enough that you won't want to eat tomorrow. You can never have sex enough that now I've lost taste, I won't want to have Material senses, material sense objects, there's never to be, there's no limit to them. In this body, in another form of body, in another form of body, this will never go on, stop it. But, if you give up by accepting a higher type of sense pleasure, then the other thing dries out and withers away. So that has to be developed. That higher taste has to now be developed by all of us. That's the perfection, that's the purpose of all of these regulations. If you follow the regulations but you don't develop attachment for Krishna, what is the use of following these regulations? Some people, we see sometimes people come just to get some benefit, they follow these regulations. So many times we used to see that on the buses. People would come to get out of some difficulty, and then they get out of doing this, oh, great, now I'm liberated, and they get out of the bus and walk away. They thought, now I've got the benefit of what I came for. i have forgotten about my girlfriend, or i have forgotten about my mother or something. That's not the purpose of following these rules and regulations. The purpose is to come to a higher taste, not simply to negate. That negation is not satisfying. That is Buddhist philosophy. Not this, not that. That's their guru and that's their meditation. All negative. But look what we're meditating on. And our guru is not hitting us on the shoulders except to make us dance and chant and sing the glories of the Lord. We have so much to meditate on. We are the greatest sensualists. Who can compare with the spiritual sense objects, who can produce such wonderful sense objects as Krishna? Do you think that you'll find such a place as Chintamani, for Kāra Sadman su kalpas Briksha, lakṣā Can you find cows that give unlimited fountains of checkered, loving milk flows? Where is that land, sopping with milk? Houses built with Chintamani stones. You can't compete. With Krishna and with Mohan, the attractor of Cupid. So we are the greatest sensualists, but we practice the austerity to gain that sensuality. The gopis were not just mere sensualists, they were great, great tyagis in previous lifetimes. They were great renunciates, they had come to deserve that platform. Not that immediately they went to that position. So one has to practice austerity, the austerity of this body, of the tongue, of the genitals, of the belly, racha vegam, manashakravda vegam, jiva vegam,egam, eitan vegam, yova sahita dhiara, saramapimanpatiamasa shishya. Then you can be qualified to be guru. Swami Goswami means to control the senses. One who is no longer afflicted by these, vagans, these pushings of the genitals, of anger, of the mind, of words, of the mind, all of these things are pushing, serve me, serve me, serve me. And the guru is not interested, no, I shall not serve you. If I have to, I will use you in the service of Krishna, but I will not become your servant. For this kind of austerity of depriving oneself of lower <coughs> types of enjoyment for the higher taste. That will qualify you to be able to taste the nectar of the Holy Name. Just like you can see, that by chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra, it becomes sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. It's described just like the sugar cane juice. That when they first take the sugar cane, if you bite into it, it's very sweet. But then they start cooking it. In Mayapur, we cook it in big vats. Cooking, cooking, and it gets thicker and thicker and thicker and and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. Molasses and then rock candy, pure, crystal, wonderful taste, sweet. So when there's no more impurities whatsoever, then you'll taste the real sweetness of the Holy Name. Then nothing else will compare. Therefore, Jamunacharya, he says, I spit on sex life, because he's got the higher taste. Otherwise, you cannot spit on sex life. So that higher taste is the purpose of following the regulative principles. And if you have not tasted after following, then something is wrong in the way the following has been going on. And we have to see, test how Krishna consciousness is working. We should be able to experience that on the one hand I'm losing my attraction to material activities and material so-called pleasures. And on the other hand, i relishing an eagerness, eagerness for serving more. That is the real symptom of advancement. That you become eager to accept more and more service in the, in the Lord's work. Not that I'm uh, repulsed. Unconditional. That's the platform of the souls becoming joyful. Unconditional, undeterred, causeless. It's inspired by Krishna. I'm propelled to be to serve Krishna more and more and more. This is the symptom of advancement in Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> so consequently, these transcendental activities of Krishna's are extremely difficult to understand. Yeah, this is not possible to penetrate by for an ordinary person. Vedeshadurbum. Labham, Adur Martin Bhakto. You can't penetrate it through the Vedas. You can't penetrate it simply through Gyan, Simply through knowledge, inquiry like that. It's not possible. Then how do you gain an understanding of all of these different intricate understandings of God and the devotee of God and the devotional service of God? Only by bhakti. Only by bhakti bhaktosime, Sakatya T. Because you're my devotee, Arjuna, and because you're my friend, now I will speak to you. This imperishable science. There are so many big personalities, but I'm speaking to you because you're devoted to me. This devotion is the key to getting the understanding of Krishna. We have to become completely devoted to our spiritual master. This is the whole purpose. My whole life and soul. You are my master. You are my friend. You are everything to me. Bhaktivinoda Dakar was praying to Krishna, and we can simply pray to Krishna Guru. You are everything to me. Your words are the source of my life, the inspiration to my life. You are my master. Your instructions are my very life and soul. We're singing every morning. If you study the words, Sri Guru Charana you study all, you'll see. This spiritual master is the life and soul for it, the disciple. When you become like that, then Krishna reveals himself fully to you. And you're empowered to spread Krishna consciousness. How do you think Prabhupada was so empowered? Every moment, we asked Prabhupada, do you ever feel yourself missing your Guru Maharaj? He said, I never feel for one moment that I'm away from my Guru Maharaj. And whenever we would Prabhupada would talk, always giving all credit to his Guru Maharaj. It appeared that he was... But he gave all credit to his spiritual master he was so much dedicated actually he's seeing himself as simply the little servant the young boy in front of his guru Maharaj. he's not thinking of himself as some great personality he is the greatest personality but what is that greatness that he thinks of himself as just the insignificant servant of his spiritual master that is his greatness we may see him as the supreme personality of Servitor Godhead, the greatest Acharya to ever come on this planet, but he's seeing himself as simply the insignificant servant of his Guru Maharaj, somehow trying to fill some little fill some little plan, little part of a plan of his Guru Maharaj. Now, we're not trying to equal our Guru Maharaj. That is not possible. Prabhupada says there are already enough monkeys in Vrindavmi, and we don't require any more monkey disciples jumping over the guru trying to go ahead of the guru Prabhupada had so many plans and he had so many disciples so if each disciple takes some part of that plan for which he's given instruction by his spiritual master or by the assembled senior Vaishnavas and he simply tries to faithfully fulfill that plan that is his perfection of life not that we madly try to equal the guru in so many different respects. That, that is not possible. That will become possible but it, the more we become the servant of our spiritual master. He'll empower us more and more. But we have to take account, take stock of our spiritual credit and strength. Otherwise it becomes over-endeavor, and over-endeavor ends in disaster. Better to take up whatever one can fulfill and accomplish it very nicely. Then go in front of the spiritual master and say, Yes, master, I am ready for more now. What is your next order? So, this getting the instruction, finding out a bona fide spiritual master, taking initiation from him, getting instruction and endeavoring to fulfill and satisfy the guru by fulfilling these instructions, this is the sum and substance of spiritual life. This is the way to understand all these different, because most people can't understand these verses. You take this book to an ordinary man on the street, he'll never be able to understand it. Even with the purport, it's very difficult to understand. Why a man on the street? Go to India. Find out some Shastraji. Find out a guru, a bogus guru, and he can't understand. But by proper help of the spiritual master, by qualifying oneself through service, these difficult things become revealed. <coughs> mm-hmm. So, if there are any questions, we'll try to answer them. <coughs> yes? The uh, difficulty in understanding the context of the book that i we understand in no way. Because there's always some degree of understanding. Just like the principle of receiving a book, we don't give these books for free. Prabhupada was very much against that principle. He said you have to get something for the book. So first of all, the very principle of a man getting the book indicates that he had to sacrifice something to get that book. That's the beginning of his devotional career. That's the beginning of his qualification for understanding more. The second thing is the contact with the devotee. It doesn't matter that our devotees are wearing wigs or carny clothes, because their purity comes forward. It touches the heart. That's what makes the person take the book. Otherwise, you cannot hire people to sell these books. An ordinary materialist, he will not be able to distribute these books. These books have to be distributed by devotees. Krishna's mercy cannot be given by just anybody. Krishna doesn't give his mercy to someone to distribute. He only gives it to his the devotee to distribute. So that devotee coming into contact with the conditioned soul that inspires the conditioned soul. The conditioned soul is jumping for joy within the heart of this bag of stool and mucus of the karmi. That here I had contact with the devotee again after millions of births doesn't matter, the mind, the intelligence may not be up to that point, but the soul is being touched. The original pure consciousness, it's being touched, the little spark is being fanned. doesn't matter that the smoke of the mind and intelligence is not yet up to that standard. That will come later, that the mind and intelligence begin to be purified. But first of all, the seed of bhakti has to be implanted. So, the karmi he gets the book, and there's so many benefits like that. And then some part he shall understand or appreciate. The pictures, the nice get-up of the book. The Sanskrit language, which is so unusual, maybe will attract him. These hieroglyphics. Or some words where he'll say, Krishna, Krishna, you will have to read. I mean, I'm looking at this page. And I think that Bhakti Siddhanta must be very pleased with this book of his nice disciple, because the word Krishna is all over this page. It must be here at least 30 times on these two pages. And the condition soul saying Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. So like that he gets benefited in so many ways. Anybody who gets a book, he's finished materially. It's just a question of time. The poison has entered. Prabhupada said that. It has entered. The injection is there. Devotees are like (laughs) medics running around with (laughs) their hypothermia and they go, ouch, ouch. (laughs) So it's like a patient cries when he gets punctured by the needle. So when they come into our contact, they cry a little. (laughs) They're suffering so much that when the doctor comes, they cry. But we know, we don't mind their crying. We go on injecting. Because we know they need this medicine and they'll never get out of this suffering condition. <laughs> this is going to be a good question, John. Okay. So, um, two parts. So if we have a percent, percent of faith in our spiritual mass and we fall down, we fall down. The second part is that the third question like God wanted to say I mean, uh, the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. so what is the Krishna's conscious position yeah. first of all if you have 10% faith you cannot fall down it's because you don't have 10% faith that you fall down and it's a fact that you do fall down because the spirit may be willing but the flesh is weak we're so used to uh, acting on the basis of this fleshy covering that uh, out of habit sometimes we fall down but Christian says the person is still considered to be saintly but then don't keep falling down because there's a limit to how long you go on being saintly after a while the fall downs if they go on and burn, then it becomes very difficult so the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak <clears throat> so make the spirit stronger than the flesh it is stronger it's eternal the flesh is temporary but you better realize that before you become an old man because then it may be too late the use of trying to become happy in this material world? Have you ever experienced happiness? Do you find yourself happy in the material world? No. No one is happier. Better get out. We are happy. Jubilant peacocks. Bathing all the time in the holy name of the Lord. Another question? All good.